Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. All right, another podcast, another day, some more wisdom to throw down. It is May 2017, and we're going to talk about something that I know is close and dear to Pastor's heart. Um, And before we talk about what it is, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. When you're choosing a surgeon to remove your appendix, do you want an average one or an excellent one? Yeah, I want the average one. I want the average. Or if your transmission goes out in your car. Are you going to pick the, hey, your neighbor, he, he kind of changes his oil and he thinks he could get it done? Or are you going to pick the guy that knows how to, he's changed thousands and thousands of transmissions? You have hit a, a key spot uh, for us uh, and the way we want to do ministry. And that is doing ministry with excellence. So this is Dean Hawk and my sidekick, Mike Keck. <laughs> And uh, we just want to kind of unpack some things today about excellence in ministry and just give you some big ideas. Um, We all know uh, Daniel's story, and it says that he distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over uh, the whole kingdom. And so excellence is a mindset. Excellence is, uh, it's not something we do. I would say it's something we live. Yeah. And it, it's something we... In every area. Yeah, in every area of our life. And, uh, and then I love out of the uh, uh, Philippians 1.9, it says, uh, It is my prayer that, that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And obviously Paul's talking about an excellence in our life and our and our character and but approve what is excellent. Well, here's what I know is is excellence begins with with me and and the way I I live and I think that's one of my points down there but well yeah, it's the first one. <laughs> but but everybody wants people to be excellent to them. They want excellent customer service, they want excellent anytime they're in in any kind of environment they expect other people to be great at what they do, but then when it becomes... True. And I, and I would tell you, I would tell you, once you tap excellence, everything you see and everything around you will, will become frustrating. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, here's, here's frustrating. Has this ever happened to anybody else? You, you walk into a fast food restaurant, there is no one in front of you. You are the first person at the counter and... And you watch them fill five other taco orders going out the drive-up window before yours comes. And I get it. They want to be excellent at drive through I want a fast food restaurant that will be excellent at walk-up counter and drive through Like Chick-fil-A's messed up every... They did. Every drive through every fast food restaurant because of, it's their pleasure. You know what? We need to have we need to have our Chick Fil A owner on. He's yeah. got some great thoughts. We need to do yes. that in the future. That'd be good. All right, let's let's dive into it. Let me give you 10, 10 simple things. Jot them down. We're so glad to have you guys joining us today. And uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, just share it with a friend. Share it on Facebook. Uh, help some guys out. But let's talk about life and ministry and church and how do we accomplish excellence. So the first one, what I alluded to, is it's a personal commitment and it's a lifestyle. Um, It's not something we turn on when we drive into church and turn off when we get back in our car. (laughs) Um, It's living every facet in every area of our lives with excellence. And when I taught this to our leadership team, 
uh, some time ago, I made this statement. I made everybody paranoid because I said, <laughs> I said, I can tell how well you live in excellence if I get in your car and we're going to go across the street to Starbucks. I'll never forget. I got in one car and I literally brushed the cups, the sacks, <laughs> and the paper off the seat. And I made room on the, on the floorboard for my feet. <coughs> well, I can tell you that person lets things slip, slide. They do them half-baked. And, and so uh, every Monday, we all go to eat in my car. Yeah. And, uh, I have to move the stuff out. No, of no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And so, but I'm, I'm meticulous. I drive an, not an old car, but it's six years, it's six years old. But I make it look, uh, I, I buy the, the weekly pass to the car wash, and, mm-hmm. and I keep it clean. I keep the junk out. Sure, I, I'm the first guy to throw an empty cup behind the seat behind me. But when I get out of the car, I, I, I well, walk in What if it doesn't bug you being there? Then there's an issue. Yeah. And uh, we're going to dive in uh, coming up. Uh, I was looking at some podcasts going forward in the future, and we're going we're gonna div- to dive into a, a thing called habits and how to form habits. Mm-hmm. But one of, the, one of the things that is, is so crazy is uh, when you make your bed on a daily basis, they have found that it uh, causes you to have better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and a stronger skill set at sticking with a budget by making your bed every day. Because you accomplish something at the very start of the exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's living with excellence. I want yeah. the things that even people don't see. And that's where it goes to the car, your closet, your garage. Uh, if if you're not excellent in the areas that are unseen, you're never going to be excellent in the areas one, that one are the, seen. One of the Shark Tank ladies, I forgot which one it was, someone asked, what makes you great? And she says, I put away all my makeup and all my hair stuff before I leave the house. I put it all away in the drawers. And she said... No, no, no. Tell us what you did. I start off putting everything away, and that's what makes me great. I was like, well, I make my bed because I don't have the products and stuff, but yeah, wow. But, that, but that's true. So pastors and leaders, what can you change and develop in your personal lifestyle and your personal habits of excellence? And uh, uh, just, just raising the bar in your home life. Yep. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, here's the way I would put this one. Change is critical. <laughs> Change is critical. To maintain excellence, we have to be constantly adjusting, improving, redoing, fixing. And uh, so you have to ask this question, what needs to change or improve and how can we do something better or how can we make it more efficiently? Uh, We've got a big men's breakfast coming up and I'm already thinking, how many lines can we have? How many people can we serve? How fast can we serve it? Uh, how can we make this go smooth? And uh, we stole an Andy Stanley statement uh, that's part of his staff uh, uh, culture that we stole, and that was make it better. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be my department. I can be walking by another department and go, oh, wow, I know they didn't intend that empty something to be setting out, and I go tuck it under a table. Yeah. So making it better. And what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work today. And I think that's where we lose excellence is, is we don't, we, we, we get stuck in our traditions and our routines. Yes. So, all right. Uh, third, uh, unity is essential. We've got to, if we want excellence, it has to be a mindset of your whole team. And so I would say this is something you need to, to teach your whole team um, I think we have a great team yeah. that, that get it. 
But, and it's a culture shift. You constantly talk about the culture of our church, keeping people in excellence, keep them on their toes, and understanding what they're doing and why they're doing it. It makes them go, they make it better. Yeah. I mean, constantly people are bringing better ideas on doing something better because it's the culture of the church. There's well, a better way of doing it. And, and Paul wrote in Philippians, he said, uh, make my joy complete by being like-minded yeah. and having the same love, being one in spirit and in purpose. And so we've determined as, as a leadership team, not even just our paid staff, but our board and our elders, that we're not going to do something unless we can do it with excellence. We're not going to just kind of half-bake it. We're not going to just kind of try to do it. We would rather hold off from launching a new outreach. Uh, I think of our ice cream truck. The truck set here on property for um, almost two years. I was going to say a year and a half. Uh, and we kept doing a part of it. It's like, well... You know, and then it looked kind of like a scary, you know, stalker truck. Yeah, like you don't want to take it to neighborhoods. Yeah, and so we, we until it was completely done, then we released it and, and made it happen. Yeah. And so it's, it's the unity of the ushers in excellence of, I don't want the ushers strolling down at six different paces. I want them all at one time. I, yeah. I'm wanting them, we had communion last week, and, <laughs> and I'm wanting them to make the, the next service look as good as the first service did, and get all the little communion cups up, get the wrappers, get everything cleared out, and I, making it look I good. I went to a wedding one time, and the people were, you know, they come to the front, and they're all walking different paces, and it just looked so weird. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, that's right. They're supposed to be like, okay, your turn to go. Now walk. Now your turn to go and walk. Right. But now they just kind of went when they wanted, and I was like, this seems so disorganized, and it was just not in unity. There was nothing going. Now, I can I can pick on our, our tech team that's here helping us film this today. But but here's what I would say. I don't recall in any recent time this happening, but years ago this would happen almost every time we played a video. You would uh, you would, you would see lips up. move because the audio guy forgot to turn on the audio for the video. And in its excellence of unity that the video and the audio and everybody needs to be working together in and excellence. communicating together yes. and all right, number four, it's about doing more, more often. I like that. It's about doing more, more often. Most of us tend to do the minimum. Uh, and hopefully your staff doesn't just say, well, what's, what's the minimum to get by? But excellence implies striving for high quality, high standards, yeah. and the great ones do more than they're asked or expected to do. Uh, read Philippians or Proverbs, Proverbs for us. 22, 29. Yeah. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. And so it's being that skilled, and, and it's why we have our musicians rehearse. And, oh. and, and uh, uh, here's something that we even uh, ask our worship pastor to do so that the team will know it as they're running through on Sunday morning. If she or he or whoever is going to give an exhortation, give uh, uh, that they, between songs, that they rehearse that. And some people say, well, well, you're quenching the spirit. Well, God knows what he wants to say. Yeah, yeah. And so to rehearse that so the musicians aren't thrown when, when the leader begins to talk, but it's, so it's, it's rehearsing so that you do it even better. And yeah. then one of the things that's key in this area is we have to remember that our competition is not the other churches in town. Mm -hmm. um, it's 
it's what we do to improve and make it better than the last time people were here. Yeah. And that's my personal goal is how can we make our services better every week? I wasn't the first one. Uh, somebody much brighter and greater said it, but I, I love the, the, the verbiage of I want to make our church service the best for us. It's 65 minutes. I want to make that the best 65 minutes of their week. Well, when you say like, as a pastor, I want to act like even if there's a thousand or two thousand people, I want to act like there's a hundred thousand people in the crowd. Every Sunday is Easter Sunday. Yeah, like it, it's it's the Super Bowl of church Easter. And why do we go? Oh, it's not Easter. Let's just. Eh. I mean, why do we focus so much on trying to make Easter so great and yeah. not do it every Sunday? Every Sunday could be someone's first time to church. And that's true. And that goes back to Disney. Today could be the first day yep. that somebody walks into our facility that and they experience our church. Uh, number five, you can accomplish excellence by being creative and original. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And and this is a big one that you've, you've hit on, Mike. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people go, oh, I can't, do, I can't be excellent because we don't have the budget for it. No, you have to be excellent with what God gives you. Yeah. If your carpet's 40 years old, keep it clean. If your chairs are holy, you know, have holes in them or whatever. <laughs> holy chairs. Holy chairs. <laughs> they're Sundays. Um, make, make sure they're straight. People know that. It's, it's, those, it's the little things, the little adjustments with what you have that makes it great. Because God goes, hey, you know what? I will, I will, I'm going to give you this and I'm going to see how you handle it. And if we handle it well and we take care of it well and we do everything we can to make it work, then God's going to be able to add on. Excellence demands that creative and out-of-the-box thinking. Um, uh, we all know around here, I get big ideas, and we go, oh, we can't afford that. Well, could we accomplish well, we? that, yep. and how could we do that in a creative way? And I still go back to the most finite, the, the crowning jewel of, of creation was man, and yep. he was made from the lowliest thing, Dirt. <laughs> and so if you have dirt in your church, you can be excellent, is the way it's I true. would put it. All right. Uh, number six is integrity must navigate. Integrity must navigate. So one of our greatest challenges in developing a leadership team of excellence is the failure to fulfill or complete our word. And so yep. excellence is that if we tell a member we're going to pray for him, that we literally do it. Now, yep. I, I don't ever promise I'll pray for them because I, I know me, I'll forget. And I'll <laughs> join their hands and I'll say, I don't want to remember you in prayer. I want to pray right for now. you right now. Um, but it's that integrity of our word that our word means something. That, uh, and that's returning phone calls, returning emails, uh, that people can depend on your word. If you say, I'm coming by the hospital uh, to check on you, um, it's, it's being intentional. Yep. And so I've, I've had meetings where I'm intentional. If you say we're having, um, we're meeting at Starbucks at four, I'm there five till, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the house by four. Yeah. And I had a, I had a Starbucks <laughs> meeting and at four and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm looking for my appointment. And at four or five, and I wonder if I'm at the right place. I checked my calendar. I'm at the right place. At 410, I text and said, where are you? And they said, Oh, I thought it was 4.30. Oh, well, the text right above says 4. Let's meet you at 4. <laughs> or at 4.15, you know, whatever. And, and so anyways, and I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. 
So it's, it's being a person of your word and honoring your word and being that, that character and integrity. Hit number seven. Uh, the ability to focus on details. It's the little things that make the biggest difference. For it, sure. It, it, it's, it's, it's making sure everything is dialed in and you're ready to do it. It's, um, I, I remember adding pre-service meetings to when I did youth ministry, it, it brought the bar up. It was like, hey, we're all on the same page. It's the, it goes yeah. back to the unity thing, but it's the attention to details. Attention to details is so great, huge. And so it's, what can I do? Uh, everyone wants to make the big shift. Yep. You know, if we make, if we add a service, if we do this, it'll make a big difference. Um, I love it. We, we borrowed it from... Uh, uh, Chick-fil-A, oh, but when you're checking your <laughs> kids good. out of our nursery, you're getting that little plastic uh, cup with the Cheerios in it, has our little sticker on it to throw in your diaper bag. Um, it's us having, we have the Mint Man here at our yes. church. <laughs> and uh, how, it's just, Del. he, Dell goes around and he just has a bag. I don't know how much he goes through every Sunday. He has his he, own bag. He just goes around and just passes out these Lifesaver winter green mints and everyone just grins when they see him coming oh, yeah. well that's just that's just a spirit of excellence we want your breath you just drank that coffee and it smells <laughs> and we want your breath to be good we want we want to put a smile on your face and yeah. and so it's it's those it's those little things and i would go to like our uh, our, our our media and and audio guys I love it when they have to run a cable on the stage and it's not just swaggy, but they've taped it down and it is running a designated course. It just looks crisp. It looks excellent. Most people won't identify when they walk in your building. Oh, man, did you see how they did that? And did you see that? But they'll walk in and they'll feel the excellence and they'll feel that atmosphere. There's no no distractions. Exactly. limiting... Watching details eliminate distractions. Good way to put it. Uh, number eight, uh, take charge. Take charge. Most, I don't want to. I don't want to make this a negative, but here's the way I would put it: <laughs> Most of the people in our culture are followers. Yeah. There are people that are designed and and have that gift and and have developed it, or or it's within them to be a leader. And so, what most people need is for you just to say, "I need someone to take care of that over there." Do you see that ceiling tile? It needs to be replaced before we have our first service. And it's just seeing what other people don't see and then empowering people to fulfill that and make it happen. The next one's anticipate. Anticipation that defines excellent. Go for it. All right. We, <laughs> we, we recognize in advance of what is coming or could go wrong. So we're ready with multiple alternatives to fix it on the fly. So I think of our event next uh, next week, we're having the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're bringing in an 80% replica. Colorado Springs is a military town. And so we've been having meetings every Monday for the last three to four weeks, planning uh, options, uh, depending on the crowds, parking, um, getting extra signs made for more. If we're going to have more veterans here, more handicapped parking. We're trying to pre-think so that we're not running around. If thousands show up, that we're not feeling scatterbrained, yeah. but everything is just functioning and cycling. And I, me- I remember I used to always tell people, don't um, 
you know, don't present the problem, present opportunities because That's everything good. could change. Everything could be fixed. Everything um, has an answer. So, but if you look at it as problems and not opportunities, then you know what? Your mind is different. And excellence says, hey, how can we fix this? How can we make it better? How can we anticipate this thing to be? Exactly. And so I, I think of our, our men's breakfast. We, we, we strive, guys, you need to sign up so we know how much <laughs> food to prepare. But I'm going to tell you, and none of them will probably be hearing this, but, but we, uh, we always over-prepare food because we know there's going to be that group of guy who walks in and says, I'm here. It's like half. Yeah. And so people. we, we uh, over-prepare so that we don't run out of food. Yeah. And our last one is ownership. And this one is big. It's a phrase we use around here all the time. Who's going to own that? Uh, I'm, Monday, we had in our staff meeting, I presented that one area of need. Uh, and I said, we need somebody to own that, own that department. And, and owning means I'm going to take responsibility for it. Whether it lives, dies, sinks, or swims <clears throat> is based on me. Yep. I'm the one that's going to breathe life into it. And I think a lot of people treat church as renters versus owners. And uh, I'm not as bad as I've matured, but in my younger days, when I would rent a car, <laughs> man, I, I would see what, the, what that car could do. And I wasn't concerned about their tires. Speed I wasn't bumps. concerned about their brakes or speed bumps. But when I'm driving my car, man, speed bumps, I'm, I'm careful. And, and uh, if, I, if I hit a curb and get curb rash on my rims, that, that bothers me when I'm an owner. I've never once thought about pulling the e-brake in my own car. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'll say. And so we've got to build within our teams a mindset of ownership. And so yeah. here's one of the things that's always interesting when a new family or someone's getting newly involved in leadership is, is when you hear their verbiage change from your church to my church. And they begin to that's own. Awesome. My church is hosting the Vietnam uh, veterans wall. My church is hosting an outreach for kids in need. And, and so you can kind of see it, but when they make that mindset that I'm, I'm on the team, I'm a part of this and the success or failure of this church, this team, this ministry is my personal responsibility. And that doesn't always happen in a paid person. I see it in a lot of our volunteer, volunteer staff that are, that are owning that in many different ways. And I'll ways. say this, uh, so there's no sacred cows at Rock Family Church. So pastor always wants it to be better. So anytime someone comes up with an idea, I'm, I'm sure your first initial thought is, ooh, that kind of hurt a little bit, or uh, we have to make that adjustment. But it's they're just trying to make it better. They're taking ownership. They like it. They, they want to make it better. Yeah. Um, and, and that's awesome. And that's, that's an insecurity thing on some people. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> typically not too insecure. My idea is let's take a good idea, make it a great idea. Yep. And, and let's constantly improve. And, and many times, uh, if I'm the youth pastor and Mike's the children's pastor, um, many times, well, here's what it is. Uh, my wife bought this 2,000-piece puzzle. It's all over the <laughs> island in our, in our dinette area thing. And uh, we've been working on this. And, and it's amazing to me, I can get so frustrated with all these thousands of little pieces, and I'll walk up. I'll walk up, and I've been looking for a piece. I'll walk up. I'll scan. I'll go, well, there's the piece right there. Oh, wow. And it reminds me of ministry Fresh that out. sometimes if Mike's the children's pastor and I'm the youth pastor, I can walk into his department and go, oh, wow. 
if you did this or did you see that or, or vice versa, because I haven't been staring at yeah. it so long and fresh eyes come in and give a whole new perspective. That's so uh, excellence in ministry, pastors, leaders, uh, ministry leaders, it begins with you and I. And so I want to challenge you to uh, uh, iron your shirt today, uh, <laughs> shine your shoes today, go get your car vacuumed out, um, straighten up your garage. Uh, what does your closet look like? And, uh, and, you know, here's what fixed Kim and I when we were selling our house about a year ago, and you had to live every day as though someone was going to come <laughs> and preview your house and you wanted to sell it. Yeah. And honestly, uh, we haven't shifted. Now, we live pretty excellent, yeah. but you could about walk into our house any time, any day, and you would go, were they expecting us? Yeah. Because it was a lifestyle that we've developed of excellence, both personally and publicly. Hey, you guys are awesome. And uh, listen each month to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. And uh, I hope it's helping ministering to you. If you have any questions that you would like to see us answer or uh, topics you'd like to see us talk about, uh, email dean, D-E-A-N, at rockfamilychurch.com. And uh, we'll do our best to get those answered. Bless you guys. Keep going strong in your uh, service to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.